I'm Elena Salinas, software engineer and host of the Women in Tech show, technical interviews with prominent women in tech. Open source software has characteristics that affect how marketing is conducted for it. Kirsten Gavney, VP of Marketing at Boyan Software, explained what open source software is and how it can be marketed. We talked about the objectives of a marketing campaign, the role of open source communities, and software tutorials. Kirsten also explained metrics of success for open source projects. This show is brought to you by Pseudoshirt, an online store featuring apparel designed by developers for developers. Pseudoshirt features subtle designs to show your love for technology. You can also find a t-shirt to support the Women in Tech show. Check it out by going to pseudoshirt.com. That's S-U-D-O shirt.com. Thank you. Kirsten Gaffney, VP of Marketing at Boyan Software, is joining us today. Kirsten, welcome to the show. Adena, thank you so much for having me. Today, we're going to be talking about open source software marketing. I want to begin by understanding what is open source software. Open source software is where the source code is released under a special license that gives the users rights to study or change or distribute the software for any purpose. What are some of the characteristics of open source software? Well, the end goal is a thriving community of users and contributors from different companies. And how you get there are the characteristics of it. And typically there's about four characteristics. And the first one is a clear vision that solves a specific problem. And the second one would be, it's really easy to get started. The third one would be, it's got a low barrier to contribute to so that multiple contributors can join. And then the fourth one is really important and keeps the community thriving. And that's a transparent and engaged and welcoming community. Those are very important points. I really like the way you put them. Clear vision is easy to get started. Is this the other one? And for some people, they might not know this. They might think, oh, I need years of experience, you know, writing software or something. But there are actually contributions at different levels. And the other one that, which is related to the other one, you said low barrier to contribute. And then the last one is transparent. I want to talk now about marketing, particularly in this area of open source software, which is what you're currently focused on. And open source software is not about exchanging money for software or selling software. So what does marketing consist of in this space? That's a common question by many folks in this space. And you're right, open source software is not about exchanging money for software or selling software. The marketing open source software consists of activities that bring attention to the project to grow the number of end users and contributors. And of course, if nobody knows about the software, then nobody will use it. So marketing's job is to really bring awareness. And in return, there are many reasons why people want to participate in open source software. And But just to take a step back, there are typically, there's, a, there's four business models. The most popular ones that open source software companies 
follow to make money. And the first one is more of the professional support model that companies like Red Hat have mastered. The second one would be an example that, of Mozilla and Yahoo, where Mozilla sold their ad play or sold ad opportunities for Yahoo on top of their open source software. The third one is the premium feature model, which companies like Datastax and Mesosphere follow, where they actually build add-on features to their open source project. And then finally, there's the hosted service model like MongoDB or WordPress, where they're actually selling hosted service on for the open source software. And, and right now, Buoyant follows the first model, which is where we're selling commercial support for Linkerd, which is our open source project. I see. So what you're basically saying is, well, we don't really pay for open source, but there are businesses built around the open source software. Yes. So users aren't paying for the open source software, but exactly. There are business models that are built around the open source project to make money. And I gave a few different examples of that. Yes. We're going to talk about Boyan in particular in just a second. First, I want to continue understanding this marketing space in open source and your prior experience in it. You've spent 15 years creating and delivering growth marketing campaigns for open source software. What does a growth marketing campaign consist of? Typical growth campaign is a planned sequence of activities that create awareness around the project. And of course, that starts with a messaging strategy. What is the message that you want to get out there and includes a multitude of online and offline activities to get to the results. And I typically approach designing these campaigns with the famous five W's and the H, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the how. And then once we get through that process, then you map out which channels are the best to distribute the message through. So it's not very different whether you're at an open source project or a big public company project or a, a company that is selling a product, but the channels that you use are different. What do you mean by by channels? Can you give examples of channels? Yeah. So for example, an open source project would not, for digital, for online channels, for digital channels, an open source project would probably not be advertising via Google AdWords or paid ads or sponsored content. That Those would be for companies that are selling a product. So for an open source project, the channels that, that we typically leverage online are organic channels. So that would be when we write a piece of content and others are, and you're distributing that content through Hacker News, through Reddit, through other industry channels that are not going to be suspicious, I guess you could say, <laughs> to the end user. Most end users, at least in the software space, are looking for something helpful and they're not looking to give you their name or, you know, company name or anything like that. And so all the channels that we use are, they won't be providing that information to you. Exactly. And just to add on what you just mentioned, I've seen more of that focus instead of very direct marketing of use our product. I see companies, like you said, writing articles or documentation or tutorials. They might not even be about their product. They might be about 
something related in the space. For example, if we're in, in the cloud computing space, they might write an article about how to get started on AWS and how to deploy your application. And it's just adding value to the community and it helps build a brand, I guess, in some sense. What I want to understand based on some examples that you worked on are these marketing campaign messages. Can you give an overview of, of what these are or some examples of messages? Yeah, well, I can give you a good overview. So the marketing campaign messages are still pretty traditional marketing campaign messages where the message will get to the point. It'll take the customer's viewpoint. That's critical. It'll be in a familiar language and it'll hopefully make that consumer feel good and want to take action with it. Should I give you my message? <laughs> I know we're going to get to Buoyant later. Yeah, we, that would we, be great if we could hear the message from Buoyant or Linkerd. It'll be a, a good way to understand. Okay. So for example, Linkerd's messages on our homepage, it's ultralight service mesh for Kubernetes and beyond. And then Linkerd gives you observability, reliability, and security for your microservices with no code change required. And if you look into this, it speaks to the exact user that we're talking to. It's somebody that uses Kubernetes. We include no code changes to make the person feel like, oh, I can get this up and running really fast. It's going to be super easy. And I will get observability and reliability and security for my microservices. That sounds good because right now I don't have any of that. So that's our message. And, you know, you can always play with it a little bit, but we feel like that is a pretty crisp example of a marketing campaign message. What is the duration of a marketing campaign? Oh, okay. Well, that is, uh, that depends. So campaigns can be a short email campaign or they can be, they can last, you know, six months or longer where you have multiple different touch points through the campaign where it's maybe leading up to an announcement um, and you want to get some strategy docs out before the announcement or you want to, and then include it at maybe a, a trade show. So there's different lengths depending on what the message is and what touch points you want to include in that. Is open source software marketing different than traditional technology marketing? Yes, we touched on this a little bit earlier. And so traditional marketing uses what I call a push technique and open source marketing uses what I call a pull technique. And I'll get into that. So a push technique is typically defined as a paid marketing activity. For example, as we touched on earlier, Google AdWords, retargeting, pay-per-click ads, billboards, sponsored content, paid social ads, those kinds of things. And poll techniques are typically defined as owned and earned marketing activities. And the poll activities would include things like blogs, tutorials, documentation, meetups, conference talks, and then of course organic social. And open source users don't want to give you your email and they certainly won't click on an ad and they will however read an ungated how-to guide or tutorial documentation. And so if they like what they read then they'll probably try the project out or join the Slack or the mailing list and want to learn more. Exactly. And in terms of measuring the success of open source software marketing. Are there metrics that are useful for this? Definitely. So for measuring open source 
software marketing, we typically look after project mentions. So I'll be combing through all of the, the Hacker News, the Reddits, the Twitter, all that every single day, um, TechCrunch, those kinds of outlets looking for any mentions. And we're also tracking for end users. So who's actually coming into the project and trying out the project and joining our Slack channel um, and communicating with us and being active. And then there's contributors. So the contributors are the ones that are either submitting, you know, they're submitting PR requests. They're, they either want to make a code recommendation or a change, or they want to write a doc or even fix spelling in a doc. You know, there's so many different levels of contribution, but the three things that I track for are project mentions and users and contributors. You've spent 15 years in the marketing space. Have you seen seen it change throughout this time? Yeah, very much so. So earlier in my career, marketing efforts were heavily focused on paid activities, such as the activities that I mentioned earlier, like the ad campaigns, the billboards, the radio ads, those kinds of things. And it was a much more prey and spray approach versus a personalized experience. And while the prey and spray approach can work for brands that are really well-known, typically consumer brands, for more underdog or underdeveloped brands, it's really critical to start with owned and earned activities early on. So you can truly get to know your audience and understand what they're looking for. And forcing ads down people's throat is not going to get you there. But providing them with the content that they need to succeed will make them happy. And then later on, leveraging more of the paid efforts can boost what you've already built. Are there some things that you used to do before that, that you don't do now besides the sort of using the push model? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see. So back in, well, 2013 wasn't that long ago, but when I was at Align Technology in 2013, the company had just rolled out Salesforce to the field team. And at that same time, we began to practice segmentation and more of that personalized experience. And while we were a little late to the game, That was when I first learned about creating that personalized buying experience and, and more of the one-on-one -on -one marketing. And after learning about that, completely switched my approach and tried to always be thinking about what does that user want? And not every user, but what does you know the one user want that I'm going to be talking to and, and really try to create the experience around that user versus the, the prey and spray. When you're thinking about this user and trying to understand it better, do you have conversations with other people from different teams at Buoyant? Do you engage other people? Definitely. At Buoyant, 90% of the company is engineering, and they're also very similar to my end audience. So we're always in the lunchroom or you know having one-on-ones. And then I also get out there and, and talk to these folks and try to get to know them. And anytime I can go to a trade show or a conference or a meetup, I try to get in there and just understand like, what is it? What is it that you want? You know, what, how can I help you? Earlier, we talked briefly about the marketing message from Boyant. Can you talk about what the company is focused on in a little more detail? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, so Boyant is the commercial support organization behind the open source project Linkerd. Uh, Linkerd is a cloud native computing 
Foundation project. It's governed by the Cloud Native Computing Foundation. And the buoyant founders and engineers actually built Linkerd and then turned the governance over to Cloud Native Computing Foundation. And Linkerd is a microservices troubleshooting tool for Kubernetes. So it provides engineers with service-to-service -service reliability, visibility, and security semantics. And so, for example, if a service goes down, the Linkerd dashboard will immediately tell you which service it is, so you can quickly fix the problem. And it's, you know, with the cloud-native infrastructure these days, you, you need something like this. It's a service mesh, and if you don't have one, then you'll be getting a lot of pager duty. Yeah. And here at Boyan, what are some of the marketing efforts that you've worked on or that you're currently working on? Yeah. So again, just to take us back to the goal, and right now I'm, I'm really focusing on awareness to Linkerd and ensuring that there's a low barrier to entry. And so most of our marketing efforts are content focused and creating content that will ensure that low barrier to entry, whether it be to using the product or contributing to the project. So that's been our primary tactic so far. And then, of course, we're trying to leverage all third-party influencers and really build those external backlinks that will help with our SEO and lead back to our site at this point. And build a community around the project. Exactly. Yeah. So with all of our influencers or with anyone I see in any of those channels that I'd mentioned earlier, I will immediately reach out to them one-on-one -on -one and say, hey, can I provide you with any Linkerd content or can we show you a demo or can I send you some t-shirts and just trying to extend the warmth of our community out to the world so that they know that it's super fun. You've also worked on marketing at public companies like Salesforce, Sun Microsystems, Oracle. Are there similarities in terms of doing marketing at a public company versus in the open source space? I know we talked about the differences, but I wanted to get additional input from you from that prior experience. There's definitely similarities and the approach to designing the campaigns are very similar. It's the five W's and the how. So every campaign should start with that. And then I'd say that it's just the differences are the channels that you're choosing to distribute through and that at the bigger companies, we had a lot more leeway in all of the paid approaches and many more tools and then much more focused on branding than we are at these smaller startups where here we're just trying to focus on solution marketing, trying to get the message out there about the solution. Exactly. Well, Kirsten, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about marketing and open source software. It's been a pleasure, Adina. Thank you. Thank you.